I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. Uh, I think I'm going to move to Greenland, everybody. I recently saw that movie starring Gerard Butler where there's an asteroid headed, which is like a global killer. It's similar to the movie Armageddon. And, uh, you know, uh, like the whole the whole plot of the movie is there's a shelter, like this big, like kind of underground shelter that's only taking like people who won a lottery or some shit. I've, I've already forgotten about it. It was, a, it was a mediocre film. It was decent, but it was you know, forgettable. But the plot is it's all in Greenland and they got to get to Greenland. Okay, Gerard Butler and his family have to get to Greenland, then they split up, and there's a whole bunch of shit. Spo- you, you're you're going to see it and probably forget about it, okay? It was just, it was a less than stellar flick. All I'm saying is, Green, that's what I'm thinking of doing. Greenland's looking pretty good, okay? It's desolate. There's not a lot of people there. Not a big population. I, I could maybe understand that they have maybe, I, I can maybe imagine them having a Burning Man situation where it's just a bunch of people appropriating Native American culture and just dancing and doing acid, tripping the fuck out. It's like a summer camp for just man children, basically. But I want to go. I want to go. I just want to try something new. I got to get the hell out of here. And the whole thing is like, I don't live in a hellscape either. Any movie you see where there's a guy who just wants to get away from it all, it's normally a guy who just lives with a lot of gun violence in a ghetto somewhere or in a bad neighborhood with an, an abusive, dysfunctional family, and he just wants to escape. That's like the tagline. That's the promo line for the movie that you see on the poster. It's just, I just, you ever just wanted to escape? Just one tiny line in Times New Roman font. And the poster is just a guy. It's just a guy with darkness around him. Like it's just a guy looking really confused at a camera. It's usually it's usually like black and white. He's either standing on a street corner under like a street lamp or it's just completely dark and it just looks all ominous. And and the movie is just called Getaway or something something hacky. Something cliched. And the tagline is, "You ever just wanted to escape?" That's it. And the movie makes about, uh, what, about, a movie like that would make about $200,000 now. Now, nobody wants to see it, unless, like, Megatron pops out. Unless Megatron, <laughs> that's it. Unless That's what he's trying to get away from. Man, it was just my, my, my neighborhood, since I got out of jail, man, I just, I, I came back and just my neighborhood has just been, it's been overwhelmed with transparency. Transformers, man. I got Optimus Prime. He's selling crack on the corner. I got, I got, I got, I got bumblebees turning tricks. It's just, it's just the worst of life, man. And I can't get away from it. And he's got that one girl that's been around since childhood and he never exactly told her he loves her but he does and then finally at the end just before he leaves he climbs through her window very inconspicuously uh not really a thing uh that one would recommend haven't tried it myself still wouldn't recommend it but he climbs through her window and says come with me come with me but 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 my family's here and my father's sick. If you don't want to be crushed to death by Megatron, 
I suggest you come with me. I have always loved you, and we can start a new life together, in solitude. But where are we going? And he turns, camera zooms in on his face. Greenland. End credits. Yeah, we're thinking of moving to Greenland. Just a, just a place that's desolate. Just a place that uh, it's got a bit got a bit of snow. I don't mind the cold. I grew up here. I, I've grown up with frigid temperatures. Maybe frigid is the wrong word to describe it. I I've grown up just I've grown up in the cold. Okay, I'm used to it. I can deal with sub zero. Whatever whatever you throw at me, I'll I'll adapt. All right. But I'm getting a little tired of uh, Toronto, getting a little tired of North America, getting a little tired of the burbs of the city. Any environment I'm in uh, that I'm that I'm used to at this point, I'm just I'm a little I'm a little sick of. It's it's just all consuming. It just consumes you. If you're not doing anything, you just kind of you kind of sink in. You kind of sink in to the exterior. And I think I've talked about this before, but you got you got to do something. You got to be able to uh, have a dream, you know. And like I said, it's it's not a hellscape. It's not a bad neighborhood. There's nobody dying. I've never seen a person shot on sight. And there's virtues to that. There's positives to not growing up in that kind of environment. Lack of PTSD for one. Uh, oh, and another, uh, not getting killed. That's that's a big one. That's a big plus in my book. But at the same time, there's also a toxicity. Yes, I said a big word just there. Toxicity. <laughs> I know my dictionary shit too. Miriam Webster, what's up? <laughs> Call me, girl. No, uh, there is toxicity to growing up in, in a suburban area as well. Okay, because the monotony sets in after a while. Another Another big word. Another th- throwing throwing the curveballs at you guys. No, another uh, another. It's it's there's there's a boredom. Okay, there's there's a blandness that sets in. And if you're not doing anything, it it really can swallow you whole. And uh, so, like, there's a lot of my friends, like a lot of people that I just I I feel. Not so much people that I'm close with, but there's a lot of guys that just they consume they they get consumed in just drugs and alcohol, and I don't want to be around that anymore. And I feel like they're not doing anything, and I want them to. I wish them the best. I want them, I want them to get out of whatever rut they're in and pursue something. They're still fairly young; they have time. I mean, it's it's truly never too late to pursue. So, actually, that's not true. That's not true at all. There's some things, I mean, if you wanted to be in the NBA at 29, I mean, you're delusional, okay? If you think that, if you're hanging out at the basketball court late at night, you know, just just shooting threes, and you've mastered the three, even, it doesn't matter how good you are, okay? You can score 45 threes in a row. If you're over the age of, what, 17, it's not happening for you. I know a lot of these guys, a lot of friends of mine. They're just, yeah, man, yo, you want to go to the, you want to go to the park, man? We can ball, we can ball. I'm like, I just, I, I really think that this is past you, and I don't have the heart to tell them that. Look, 
I mean, you're 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 not a good athlete. And by the way, you have a restraining order from that park. I mean, I want to be able to be open and honest with them. I want to have that kind of relationship, but I just feel like reminding them just takes another piece of their soul away. No, you got to do something. You got to do something when you're from suburbia. You can't just you can't just be absorbed in that monotonous shit where you're just doing nothing but smoking and drinking and hanging out in a garage. Cuz that garage is wet. That garage smells. That garage probably has a human head that your dad forgot was in the freezer. I don't know why I always revert to like the serial killer pedophile type jokes. I I, I got to get my head out of that that area. I know that I do other jokes, but for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm I, I got a dark sense of humor. That's what you want. Like that. That's just the kind of person that I am. That's the kind of person that I am. This is the kind of guys that I, I grew up around. Not not serial killers, pedophiles, but just people with dark senses of humor who liked those kinds of jokes. And I feel like that's a rite of passage for young men. Women have a version of that too. Young girls have a version of that as well. But I'm speaking for young men because I like to think that even though I'm close to 30, I'm still a young man. I still have some good years ahead of me. But a lot of people are just used to that type of humor. There's a lot of people who haven't been exposed to that. There's a lot of people, and those are the people that end up complaining about comedy, complaining about jokey jokes. I feel it is a rite of passage to become accustomed and to become almost desensitized to dark humor. All right. There's, you know, you you grow up, whether it's in the park on recess, whether it's just hanging out with friends in a basement, maybe in a garage. It all depends on how old you were when you had your first cigarette. But you grow up, eventually you're going to hear a cum joke, or you're going to hear the word fuck, or you're going to hear so-and-so walks into a bar, place, stereotype, whatever name there. And it's not right necessarily. It's not uh, great. It is, it is hacky. But those are the jokes you hear. And you become accustomed to that kind of dark, inappropriate humor. And as you grow older, because you have been experienced and you have heard this kind of stuff and you are used to it, you don't get all up in arms when somebody says something inappropriate. And by God, are there a lot of those people around. There's a lot of people who just miss the mark, okay? Maybe they were homeschooled. Homeschooled, I, I think, is a huge contributor to that. Homeschooling, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like people always say, well, if you want your kid to have a nice life and you want your kid to be social, don't homeschool them. Put them in an actual school. Put them in a regular school with other kids so they can socialize, so they can learn social skills. That's why you don't homeschool your kids, okay? I don't think that that's the reason you shouldn't homeschool your kids, okay? I think it should be more, um, if you don't want your kid to write for BuzzFeed or Vox, don't homeschool them and complain about Dave Chappelle's comedy, that's that's probably the reason why my child will not be learning math from the dining room table. I will be putting him with a mask, 
okay, with a COVID mask and marching him into a classroom. By that time, it will be more of a hazmat suit, but whatever, we adapt. Greenland. We will be marching to school. And I'll have him singing that song. I will have him, that kid, homeschooled or not, he will abide by my every, by my every wish, by my every rule. I'm going to raise that kid right. Iron fist. I will not, I will not hit my child. Okay. I, I have made that decision. I will not do that, but that's more of an expression. It's more of an expression. I am, but I am going to send him to school in a COVID mask so he can be bullied. He can be bullied and, and raised properly and grow up properly and, and hear all kinds of cum jokes on the schoolyard. Hopefully from other students, because if he's hearing it from other teachers, I'm going to have uh, some serious second thoughts about the homeschooling, as well as uh, calling my local police department. No, but you you grow up hearing certain types of humor, dirty humor, whether it's from your friends, even from your parents, right? Okay, you you have that that dad with that twisted sense of humor, and it's fucking hilarious, right? He has a couple, few too many at the Christmas party, and he just starts talking about, well, you know. <laughs> so a dog was fucking another dog, all right? in a public park, and then two kids walked up, and and the aristocrats, like, he just does one of those stupid things, and you hear that, and you, 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 you just gain more experience with dark, dirty humor, again, so you don't grow up complaining about jokey jokes, I mean, my grandfather was another guy, okay, my grandfather, when I was growing up, would tell me jokes that were illegal in certain countries, That were probably against the law in places like Sweden. Or even parts of Canada. But he would tell me them. And I knew he was joking. You know why? Because I had my grandmother there too. Okay? I had my grandmother there to scold him whenever he got out of line. Okay? So I had that balance. All right? My grandfather would tell me a sex joke. My grandmother would say, Ray, you're delusional. Put down the bottle and the mac and cheese. It was a good deal. Balance. You need that in your life, okay? You need your grandmother screaming at your grandfather. You need your grandfather saying, oh, what the hell, and lighting a cigar and just paying no mind. No, but my grandfather would tell me dirty jokes. My dad every now and then would tell a joke or two. Actually, both of my grandfathers would tell dirty jokes. And my grandfathers were not bad people. They were just guys who, like me, grew up on a schoolyard hearing some probably... Probably unethical jokes, but they grew up in that time when people, again, did not have a conscience. War times, they were children of war. They didn't fight in World War II, but they they were there during that time. And they probably heard some jokes. Some jokes uh, that would be frowned upon in today's day and age. Uh, way worse than w- what I was hearing. They weren't even jokes. I think they were statements. I think that they were... Uh, They were probably hearing from some young fascists at that time. Luckily, uh, my my 
Luckily, they went down a good route. My dad's dad became an engineer. My grandfather, my other grandfather became a mechanic. He owned his own shop. But they were dirty. But they were dirty guys. That's the kind of humor they liked, and they passed it on to me. And I'm going to pass it on to my child. There's a lot of people who don't have that. Again, a lot of people just didn't have that 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 grandfather grandmother deal. Grand granddad would tell a dirty joke that you'd laugh at, and your grandmother would yell at him. A lot of people weren't as fortunate. A lot of people just had to, you know, they just grew up watching cartoons that were fairly watered down. Again, homeschooled probably. And unfortunately, those people end up finding themselves in a comedy club at some point, sitting in the front row. And they, they, they there's a guy up on stage saying all kinds of, of, of abhorrent things, of abhorrent things. Can't get that fucking word out. Saying terrible, abhorrent things in the name of humor. Okay, in a very humorous way. They're all jokes. And she's sitting there, and it, it can be a he, okay? I'm not. This person, okay, is sitting there, and they're hearing this, and they're going, they're not hearing a joke. All they're hearing is, oh my God, this person actually set his family on fire. I need to call the police. And this is the first time uh, <laughs> this is the first time pretty much ever that they've actually considered phoning the authorities because you know those people typically uh, not law enforcement savvy folks. No, but you need dark humor in your life. you need all kinds of stuff. You just need to be that person. Okay, it makes you tough. And, and by the way, this is not just white guys. This is not just white guys. These are my black friends. These are my my Indian friends growing up. I had a fairly diverse group of friends. Like I, I had a small core group of friends in high school, but they we, we were fairly mixed, right? And we would all just uh, rag on each other. And that's how you became friends with guys, right? And that that's never going to go away, by the way. As much as people want to say that, that that kind of male camaraderie is not going to go away. As much as we want it to, as much as we like to hear that it's bad, that's how guys, you know, learn to, uh, that's how people learn to socialize. And again, I wasn't the most social person. I wasn't going to the party. But that's that's how guys, that's how me and my select group of friends, the people that I ended up hanging out with, that I had some of the better times of my youth with, that's uh that's how we hung. I need a co-host. <laughs> I need somebody to talk with. I need like I feel like Tom Hanks in Castaway before he got the volleyball, before he got Wilson. He was just this guy by himself and he just he needed somebody to talk to. No, I need a, I need a dissenting voice. I need somebody to go back and forth with. 
Okay, because this this monologue shit, as much as I enjoy talking to myself, I do need somebody. This is just something I'm saying right now in the moment because I'm feeling it. I may change my tune, I don't know, uh, as soon as I shut off my laptop. <laughs> I, I may just forget about everything I said here and, uh, and never get a co-host and just continue doing this solo. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, everybody, don't forget to subscribe. Something's off podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that it is.